0: And maybe he he was, like, sitting on top of thirty of his buddies. Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> it might be hard to um, drive with those shoes, though. No.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, his flower um, spraying water all over the the windshield it was pretty dangerous for him. I used to work with
1: um, a girl who went to clown school, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out Alexa Teal Green. Um <laughs> who uh, I always tease because she kind of looks like Draco Malfoy. Oh, no. what's up everybody welcome back to the papa culture podcast Uh, my name is anton i am father to Ginny, who is three and a half going on 18 and ellis 10 month old little boy who's i think took his first step today i think
0: i was wow really
1: grandma grandma saw it um but yeah so yeah it's a big thing Um, So I will uh, fully admit to, you know, about five years ago laughing at an event called BronyCon. Um, But now I can actually name more than two characters in My Little Pony, proudly.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm John, I'm father to Malcolm, who by the time this episode is up, will be one years old, or one year old.
1: Happy birthday, Malcolm.
0: He says thanks. And... I love my growing collection of curry kicks. But honestly I sport my six year old Crocs almost every day. Oh
1: for shame dude. For shame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're so comfortable and I don't have to wear socks.
1: That's that's what I They're... hear. That's, that's yeah, well whatever man. Whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we've known each other for over twenty years and we spent our time on this podcast talking about all of the pop culture that we that we've loved, continue to love or might be breaking up with now that we're fatherly and have different perspectives or it might just be getting older and really telling you to get off our lawns.
1: Yeah. It's probably most likely the latter. Um, Oh, you know what, before we move on, um, can we just shout out ourselves for doing 10 episodes of this?
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah. That's um, you know, just to, I guess, pat ourselves on the back real quick. But, um, this has been pretty fun, man. This has mm-hmm. been like really, really cool. I think we've gotten better, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of just kind of our flow and how we produce this thing. Yeah. So, shouts to you, man. Congrats, episode yeah, ten. You too,
0: thanks. All Actually, right. no, I was thinking about that because I was I was looking at some other podcasts that we know of that are you know definitely like a group of friends that said that they wanted to to do a podcast right like total indie total like this is our third jobs right right <laughs> right and we're kind of catching up to some some people's episodes like you know just for the whatever it is the luck of schedule or whatever and you know i'm sure they established their podcast way way before us and we're catching up in terms of episode count yeah and yeah, I think we're, we're, we're taking uh, good care of trying to get better and trying to, trying to produce it better and trying to have more content, you know.
1: I mean, we'll still talk for
0: hella long, but whatever. Hey, That's we, on we brand. have been able to cut it down, so, you know. Yeah,
1: and we're on brand. So today, I think... What we'd like to start with is, you know, since uh, Mister Birthday Boy uh, will be turning the big one, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about birthday parties and kids' birthdays. Man, I yes. saw yeah. um, Hung post something earlier on <laughs> Facebook this week, and um, I think it resonated with a lot of uh, a lot of people. It uh, did me. Me in particular, Tess, too. Um,
0: yeah So yeah. the post was who basically just Stated that she's not really A Pinterest mom In terms of birthday parties
1: Yeah so that probably means like Looking at Pinterest for ideas For birthday party themes And things like that mm-hmm. right
0: Right The do it yourself stuff mm-hmm. Um just the different well just different themes in general but also the do-it-yourself stuff ways to cut costs ways to make it really big but pretty much i think the gist is going pretty all out for the kids birthday parties
1: yeah and then um so are you kind of in that camp or or would you consider yourself like a pinterest dad
0: no i'm not really into big themes for parties what about you?
1: Same, man. Actually, Tess and I, um, when Ginny turned one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we were like, "Should we do anything?" Yeah. And we, you know, for a second, kind of felt bad that we weren't having like a big party. But then, you know, yeah. they're not gonna remember. It's, <laughs> it's really for it's really for the parents and for the friends. I think. Yeah. When you throw a party like that. Um, yeah. I mean. If that's what you're into, more power to you. I'm happy to attend, mm-hmm. happy to attend. Um, yeah,
0: but well, it's cool that you know people put in a lot of thought and to their parties or for their kids' parties and put a lot of effort in. That's cool. Not hating on it. It's just not really, uh, my style. And it's kind of what you just what you you just said is that ultimately he's not gonna remember it, right? Right. It's like we could say, "Oh, for his first birthday, we want to go big and we want to go to Disneyland and have him enjoy it." But when will he really recognize what he's seeing at one years old? Yeah. And also, then afterwards, will he even remember it outside of photos and looked, videos? Yeah, right? later, later. Yeah.
1: Shout out to Ellis, who's crying right now because he probably overheard us talking about how he's not probably he's not going to have a party for his one year old. Have- no, for his one year. <laughs> Sorry dude. Sorry dude. Mommy will make you a cupcake.
0: Yeah.
1: Um speaking of Disneyland though, we're we're thinking of doing Disneyland for Ginny's 4th birthday. Nice. Damn, Ellis. He mad.
0: Was he sleeping already?
1: Yeah, he was, but I he he slept a little bit earlier than normal. Um Yeah. So he's he's up for his like night feeding a little bit earlier he's usually up uh around midnight or a little bit after for his night feed
0: Mm-hmm. yeah malcolm oh, stopped those like three months ago
1: so he can sleep through the night now
0: he's pretty much sleeping through the night since may oh lucky bastard yeah yeah. So he hasn't taken his first step yet, but we'll trade that for the three months of...
1: Dude, I would trade that too. That we've had. <laughs> dude, I would trade that too. Like right now, man, it's just... I, I don't think Ellis really did his first step today, dude. I think what happened was he stood up, was getting his balance, no. and then maybe like lifted a foot but I don't know if it was with the purpose of trying to go somewhere. I don't know, man. I don't so know.
0: it wasn't an NFL catch then. Cause there was no football, no maneuver,
1: no, no football maneuver, dude.
0: Definitely not a catch. Um,
1: I'm boycotting the NFL anyway. So I think,
0: I think I am too, man. Uh, yeah. I said that. And then I watched like maybe five minutes of the preseason game the other day.
1: I have not watched any NFL preseason at all. Um, I actually unfollowed the uh I think the 49er beat writers
0: just really? so
1: yeah just so I it's not in you know obviously I'll probably see it from other people who are talking about it Right. Um I also subscribe to um the Athletic. I'll probably see stuff on there and read stuff on there but Yeah. I mean Clean break. I, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes man I, I say that every year almost every year um yeah but i don't know hopefully this is the year i have been more active picking up um uh soccer Eng- english premier league which started a couple of weeks ago mm. but yeah i'm watching that in the mornings now and trying to be a little bit more engaged this season you know nice. in uh in, in exchange for the nfl so we'll see how that goes yeah. i'll update you guys every uh every pot
0: and you're 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 also cutting off from uh, fantasy football.
1: Yes, I've been cut off from fantasy football for three or four years now. Actually, oh, dude, it's liberating, man. Yeah, it really is.
0: I think I'm still I'm still going to play fantasy football, but I I don't know how real how how strident it's going to be to um, I will be in terms of officially not watching the NFL just because a lot of it is a social thing right so usually Sunday I mean it was easier before without um, with um, without Malcolm yeah just yeah you know we just hung and I just deciding wherever we want to go at whatever time but um Usually we're at our buddy's house, right? Yep. I and mean, that's, it's partly football, but it's also really a, a chance for us to hang out with them regularly.
1: Yeah. And it's, I remember going a few times and it's fun. It's like, yeah. it's a super low key, no pressure, you know, everyone just kind yeah. of goes and hangs out and, you know, some people are doing work, you know, while yeah. they're there, like school work, you know, um, whatever. Yeah and it's just kind of a it's just an excuse to just kind of be around the homies and you know the kids you uh-huh. know luckily with uh eric and mon like their their daughters are basically the same age as Ginny, so it's nice when they got to kind of hang out but yeah there will probably be a couple of games or we'll go but so maybe my NFL boycott won't be like a full boycott. But I'll just yeah, be well, like a, It'll
0: be your 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 own viewing time will definitely not be committed to that.
1: Right. And it's like I'll be like a conscientious objector, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm down with that. I yeah. think, all uh, right. That's cool. Uh, I think I'm going to roll with that too. All right. All right. I think maybe one one good way of trying to... Help commit to that is replacing it with something else. Like you, you're replacing it with the um, English League. Premier
1: League.
0: Yep. Use that, bring a laptop or something, and be a little bit more productive. With, I don't know, creating stuff. I guess.
1: Yeah, that that'll probably help with that. Yeah. Well, we kind of Real digress quickly. from. Uh, we kind of digress yeah. from the birthday <laughs> party good. stuff, but um...
0: with um, actually, I, we we can talk about Malcolm's first birthday party. Oh yeah, too, let's do it. But for his birthday we're gonna do a picnic and then we hire a taco guy
1: oh sweet
0: yeah so we're gonna have our own takisa and that's pretty much gonna be our food other than snacks we're gonna be a picnic we're gonna have a have some beer and wine uh so it'll be pretty chill
1: and that's for the the family one
0: that's the family one slash some of our high school friends nice yeah, but it, that, that'll be one thing. And then the next thing we're going to do is just hang out at our other friend's house as a, a slash. It's a mix of a housewarming or their housewarming. And then they're gracious enough to host a, a, another birthday thing for Malcolm that following weekend. Nice. Um, but yeah, there's no themes to anything. You know, obviously we put in some a lot of thought into a lot of different things, but we didn't. Really stress about it too much um, in terms of things need to be perfect, or so I think we're just passing that along to to Malcolm until he's a little bit more conscious and we can hear a little bit more of what he might want to do, and we'll this we'll decide then if we want to want indulge in that or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he's kind of like a like a late summer. Mm-hmm. he's a late summer guy right
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: okay so you probably have more options than someone who's in the winter right like if eventually yeah. he wants to do stuff outside
0: or whatever that's true yeah have you done any themes for
1: Ginny? no we no we haven't um i'm actually trying Her to think is- Her her birthday's in December.
0: Oh, okay. So definitely. So
1: we didn't really do anything. So we didn't, you know, we would take like photos and Tess would make her like a cupcake, you know, air quotes, smash cake or whatever. Um, So I think we did that for the first couple of years. And then uh, our first real party that we had was when she turned three and the plan was to go to the zoo but then it had rained the day before, so we weren't sure if it was gonna be open. So we ended up doing like um, we went to at the very like literally the last minute went to um, Children's Fairland in Oakland. It's the first time I had hmm. been there, and that was fun. I think she she liked it. It was cool that she got to hang out with her friends um, and stuff. Like that. And then we went to Fenton's after uh, for ice cream, which is her favorite. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a theme though. You know, we didn't, uh, send anyone home with any goodie bags or yeah. things like that.
0: Um, so it's going to be the same for else.
1: Probably, probably. I mean, you know, everyone really goes all out for the first kid. Sad to say <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the second okay, kid I, is I just, <laughs> But yeah, theme parties, I mean, I, I think the, the Disneyland one is gonna be I mean it's not like we're gonna invite a bunch of people or anything like that. So yeah. you know, we're just gonna go and um just kind of have her just soak everything in and we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. That should be go that should be cool. Because then she can really She's out of the age now, she can really dive into it and really be conscious about the stuff that she's enjoying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, she'll be able to like ride some rides. Uh she'll be able to like engage and talk to, you know, the characters and things like that. Yeah. Um and she and seems- she she'll actually know who the characters are now too, right? Right.
0: It seems like a lot of work to to bring a kid who's I mean, I guess if they could walk, but still like is pretty stroller bound.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we might go with our friends, Albert and joy and their new kicks they, they're like annual pass holders. So I think Mm -hmm. we're going to try and find a time where we can go. That's not blocked out or blacked out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have so many friends in LA who like know all the tricks to Mm -hmm. maximize time in line and, where to eat and you know all that stuff so we're definitely gonna lean on uh those those Disneyland pros yeah I mean we did go to Universal Studios last year when Tess was pregnant and then um Ginny was like uh two and a half um and that was kind of Cool because we had we had a stroller, so there's obviously a place where you can pull your stroller and mm-hmm. you know we could stand in line and then um like they have like a we went on the Harry Potter ride, and like you know you could do like a parent swap, so once you get to the front of the line, oh. one of the kids gets to stay with the mom in this one room, and then when the the other parent comes back from the ride, you can huh. switch,
0: so that's pretty dope, that's pretty cool, yeah.
1: We're actually going to um Ellis's Ellis and Jenny's cousin's first birthday this weekend mm-hmm um, it's good to be at a park yeah I'm not quite sure what the theme is, but you know they'll probably just be like outdoorsy sports stuff
0: we yeah. were at we were at we were not at a party ourselves but we were we went to this park there was a party happening there and it was a cop theme party cop cop like police theme party all right and so some some kids were dressed up as swat and people had different badges and stuff and i thought that was kind of weird i mean not that i i know that the the cops and robbers thing is a big you know thing for kids but i don't know about dressing up my kid as a swat team member
1: <laughs> especially now right
0: well especially now
1: any parents go as like protesters
0: <laughs> no oh that was that's what malcolm malcolm should have wore his um black lives matter shirt. <laughs> um that would have been yeah, had, awesome dude had, had we known oh. um <laughs> did you you know when when you were well i know you wouldn't remember but from pictures did you have themes birthday themes when you were like one through five
1: themes no i yeah. don't remember any yeah well thinking back on the pictures i don't think so i'm pretty sure i maybe i had a maybe i had a party at a Round Table or something yeah yeah um i don't think it was a theme or i've been yeah. to a party at roundtable but
0: I think one year based off of, well, I don't even know how old I was. My, um, I was dressed up in some kind of Batman suit. I mean, when we came here from the Philippines, I don't think we had money for um, themes anyway, but (laughs) I think birthday parties, birthdays themselves are are, um, something that my mom values. So I think she probably wanted to do it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, not like, crazy do it up but you know just at least make it memorable sure yeah i think that helps because yeah i guess i don't think we ever did the whole have favors and i mean obviously like birthday parties now are different from i think when we were growing up like how i I think well in terms of the themes I, i think you could always have like you go to whatever store and pick up Disney Disney branded plates. Oh, and Disney oh, branded, yeah, oh yeah. You know, okay. yeah. But you didn't necessarily have um obviously you didn't have Pinterest, right? You didn't have the the readily accessible do it yourself guides. Um, I don't think we people were easily renting like jumpy houses or
1: That's true. I think you know, The most branded a party when I was a kid, it would be like, you know, it would be G.I. Joe plates and napkins and cups and then a G.I. Joe cake,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, or whatever. Yeah. But then if it was like G.I. Joe today, there would be like canteens with, you know, juice and everyone gets like a helmet of something and, you know. People will go all out for that. Yeah, but, you know... Thinking of those... DIY parties... um, I mean, if you've got the time... Do it up, man. But... Mm -hmm. That's hard. It's hard to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, for some folks... It might be their opportunities to do something creative, right?
1: That's very true. That's very true.
0: Um for the DIY parties.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a creative outlet. And then, you know, like maybe their kids really, really love it. You know, like for example, you know, that's, that's probably not too different from, you know, parents who kind of go all out for Halloween, you know, like, you know, tests, you know, so like found a pattern and, material and sewed Ginny's Halloween costume last year because A Mm -hmm. we thought it would be hella cute and B she really loved that that cartoon so it was fun
0: yeah there's nothing wrong with that or any of it I mean just at the end of the day whatever part you want to do for your kid do it (laughs) (laughs) hey man I'll be there I'll, I'll
1: show up it's all good
0: we're not I don't know, we're just not as into it as other folks are. Yeah.
1: hashtag You Do You. Why
0: don't we actually? Why don't we talk about Game of Thrones? Because I'm kind of curious what your response was to it, to to episode seven in particular.
1: Episode 7 in particular. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. Hold on. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched episode 7... I'm, I'm sorry. Episode 6. Se- season 7, episode 6. Season 7, episode Spoiler 6. Spoiler alert. Go wow. ahead and stick up to the next uh, topic, as you'll see in our description.
1: Um.
0: Okay. So, episode 6, what What'd you think?
1: I... I kind of have mixed feelings about it to be honest. Yeah. Um Yeah. The plotting for actually the last two episodes, you know, like episode 7, I know you want you're asking me about episode I'm sorry, episode 6. six um yeah. but it's like the the plotting for that episode was an extension of the previous one. Right. Um, episode yeah. 5 which um was clunky as Mm -hmm. as clunky af pretty much Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that kind of really took me out of it um there were some great moments some great character quiet moments that Mm -hmm. happened in that episode that um probably deserved to be discussed more but i think so many people were just really frustrated with Kind of how stupid that plan was to go up all the way up north and just right you know the logic gaps that were there i think yeah. really just like took people out of it and i understand i understand that um you know yeah and there's this stuff going on with Arya and sansa that's just like you don't know i don't even know what's going on there and it's kind of frustrating because right, right, right. you know a lot of the big criticism um from the kind of like the quote-unquote experts that i listen to on podcasts and things like that they're just like you know people or the characters are acting uh in are saying things and making decisions that are actually not within their character at all right so it's just really weird hmm um to be watching it. And then, you know, some yeah. people are like are all doomsday about it. About like, oh, I don't know if they can stick the landing. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Um but it's like you know, there's only one chance at doing this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and you you gotta do it right. Right. Um right. but right now it's in the hands of these two creators who are probably tired of trying to tell a story that it's not even their story anymore. Or or actually, it never really was their story. Right. But they're trying to, you know, there's the pressure of making sure fans are uh, satisfied and there's kind of the pressure of preserving the spirit of the, of the text and that's just hard that's just hard so yeah you know i can sympathize but it's still kind of tough to watch when you're like man this you know the penultimate episode for every season is usually like mm-hmm. the best one yeah you know yeah and it hasn't it's it, it wasn't really the best one there were some really big cool crazy things that happened but um, yeah. I think episode four was pretty, pretty damn crazy too. Yeah.
0: You know, we we talked about how the show made you tense for everyone because they've they've laid out in the past that they're willing to kill whoever.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh, well, part of it's it's in the book, but you know, still, it, like yeah. The Walking Dead has changed some of their. Their decisions on who to kill based off of the TV show but um, but then it seems like episode 5 and episode 6 in particular there's been such a a, a yeah. really drastic detour to the culture of the show
1: yeah Def- definitely some really bigger really pl- bigger players power. needed to die yeah i think to to really yeah i mean i don't know it's a, it's like it's spectacle now right it's yeah. there's not as much nuance and you know maybe if they had you know 30 episodes or you know 36 episodes to um to kind of, like, land the plane as opposed to 13, um, you know, then maybe things would feel so rushed and it wouldn't feel like they're taking any shortcuts because they can actually let things play out and let moments breathe and let you know, you can take some time to do the things that they wanted that, that should happen, you know. All right. Um, but, yeah.
0: I'm sure they could have had it, right? I mean, I don't think HBO's demanding less, ep- less episodes per season right no
1: i'm pretty sure that that's not the case at all in fact they would probably want yeah to extend it for as long as they possibly could but you know it's weird because like do you watch the uh end of the like the end of the episode where they have like the mm. kind of like featurettes with it when they interview like the creators and stuff like that
0: no i don't
1: okay so it's this season has been really weird because in the past when they're talking to um like David Benioff and D.B. Weiss like the 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 two creators you know in the past you can really tell how invested they are in in the story and then you know you can you can kind of feel that they're still all in yeah but then for one reason or another this season you hear a lot of comments about like, Yeah, well we just need to figure out a way to get this person here and mm-hmm. or they'll say something like you know, it's really hard because this needed to happen. You know what I mean? So yeah. instead of kind of celebrating the like the decisions that they're they're making with the with the story, they're almost conceding. Like, oh, yeah, we had a tough time with this one because X needed to get to Y and this, right. and this needed to happen and that needed to happen, right? Right. So it's weird because, you know, there's stuff been written that they're just kind of over it. And then having that in your mind while you listen to and you watch these featurettes, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just connecting something that really isn't there, but it just certainly feels like it, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I honestly wasn't paying attention too much to episode five. um, But I watched, I was pretty much paying attention to most of episode six. Uh, But I got confused at the end with like who was dying and how that guy who ran and, you know just basically the whole problems of the whole end of that fight scene or that action sequence yeah yeah it's funny because you know i'm I'm not as tied into the whole big picture or the books you know like i I mentioned before
1: yeah
0: it's been easier to pay attention but then now it's kind of like man then just completely flip to the other side where it's like it's just uh Basically, I think what the issue is that they, they they're using a lot of like the Deuce X, um, Deus X Deus X Machina yep, stuff for yep.
1: just, absolutely,
0: like you know, at a certain point you 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 let it go, like mm-hmm. you know that that part we were talking about with the Navy scene and that stuff because th- at least even in that episode the the way that it was told you weren't even sure if that was hap- actually happening, right? Right. Right. Um, so there was a little bit more leeway for that to to be okay because we don't know what the t- the timing was of that, but for for this last episode, which ended up almost being a full hour and a half, right,
1: yeah, I think it was like seventy one minutes or something,
0: yeah, and to still have <laughs> some crazy pacing issues or time depiction issues,
1: yeah, you know it's what it was like I listened to the Binge Mode uh, one today, and then, you know, they're super fans, and, you know, they're from The Ringer, so, and who is financed by HBO, so, you know, it's not like they can be super disparaging about an HBO show, but I always like listening to them because they're truly passionate and actually love the source material so much that, you know, they're willing to forget like they'll point out some of the like sketchy stuff but they're still just kind of like all in on it and then this particular episode was a little bit rough because you know you you can kind of see them kind of like come on guys you know yeah get your shit together um right but what was really interesting about the episode and more so than some of the other pods that i listened to is that they took the time to uh talk about some of the really great moments that happened in the episode like um uh-huh. John talking to Jora about the the sword and you know like the kind of like the conversations in between the people who are going up north yeah um you know which again these were just like uh just seems to kind of pass the time until they got to the big fight, but they were actually like really good character stuff and good, funny, funny moments and Uh stuff that was, you know, worth talking about and worth kind of unpacking a little bit, but no other pod was actually talking about these scenes because all they would do was complain about how stupid the plan was and how, Uh you know, everyone or like the director, and the creators didn't want to kill anyone or, you know, kill a yeah. bigger character. And, yeah. um,
0: well, I don't think it's the director's decision, though. <laughs> right.
1: No, it isn't. But, you know, in the, um, Cast of Kings, um, podcast, they, there was a comment that, uh, Joanna Robinson, she's one of the co hosts and she writes for Vanity Fair, um, she made a comment that, this season uh the d- directors for the episodes um aren't really part of like the A team of mm-hmm. directors that have done really good episodes in the past yeah and so i hadn't noticed that and um so she was saying that like oh maybe they're saving kind of like their big guns the big the really good strong directors for maybe the next season Joanna was explaining that in in Hardhome, you got to know a little bit about some of the wildlings who um, were were up there and who were resisting to come back north or to come back down south of the wall. They ended up dying, and their deaths ended up meaning something because you got to know them. So if you compare that to this uh previous episode Mm -hmm. you know who died it's just those like uh those randos that just ended up dragging that sled right right? and you didn't really even know who they were so you know they didn't necessarily have to have lines but you just didn't know so it's like and the other thing too is uh the director of this past episode alan taylor he directed i think he hasn't been on the show for a while. I think the last one he directed was either season one or season two. But he ended up directing Thor? The second Thor. Mm-hmm. The Dark World or okay. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he was just kind of used mm-hmm. to the, you know, like, big set piece action. And it was definitely right. action-packed. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, I hear I, – well, I've heard that – In TV, a lot of times directors just kind of come in, not just, but they are typically following the tone and the culture of a show.
1: Right, right.
0: More so. You you don't have as much creative license as you would for a movie.
1: Well, that's true. But if you think of, if you haven't been on that show for a while... Let's mm-hmm. say you know you haven't been there in a few seasons, and you're kind of coming back. And yeah, I'm sure you probably yeah. did your research and you you watched all the stuff and you you know your things like that. But you know maybe there's like a a little bit more of a disconnect than someone who comes back season after season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's funny when you talking about the random people that were dying because one, I mean, I obviously wasn't paying attention enough to know how many people were on the crew. You know, I just know that there was the main folks that were leading this that decided to band together and be their own kind of like um, fellowship. I didn't know how many of like, the lackeys that they had. Right.
1: Yeah. So yeah, when they were either. dying,
0: I'm like, who, who, who is that? And I had to rewind <laughs> it. Like, yeah. like who died. And then the funny thing is every time that was happening, all I was thinking about was actually like boomerang. Remember the scene when um, Marcus was watching Star Trek with Angela
1: I don't remember that
0: and uh okay so he was just explaining like you know in star trek oh yeah yeah. the the red shirt thing right yeah right yeah it would be captain kirk and spock and then some random dude yeoman johnson that would go down and you're like hey man if i'm yeoman johnson i wouldn't go down because i know that i'm the the one who's gonna die (laughs) Because <laughs> it's always Yowen Johnson that always dies, and that's pretty much what I was thinking of when I was watching that part with with all the random people that were dying. Because I'm like, when, when did, where did this person come from? Right, right. And two, yeah, this is that's the that's the thing that isn't really what Game of Thrones is known for. But I, I mean, I don't really care about death so much. It's just I think it's the other stuff as a totality of the. The product just seemed hella off
1: it did man like tonally it's yeah. different like the go all the way yeah. north and you know it's it's right. just it's just weird right right yeah.
0: um well yeah and you know at the end it was like you knew that johnson wasn't dead um yeah which i the funny thing is like i don't know maybe they did this on purpose and we'll find out but i don't why did they they essentially had near-death scenes for jamie and john right in basically the same fashion yeah yeah that's true uh and maybe we'll find out that that's on purpose maybe someone does die in this week's episode in the same way and we expect them to come back and they don't because they've set it up that way but hey yeah i don't know maybe the jokes joke will be on all of us and episode seven is gonna like have all the explanations for that's the weird stuff
1: yeah that's very true i have a feeling like especially with the um Arya and sansa stuff mm-hmm. they're probably going to do something where you're like okay okay fine but yeah i don't know it's just you know it's and the thing is it's easy to it's easy to critique all this stuff when you've got a full week to watch i would be really curious if there's someone out there who isn't watching the show starts to um you know just like binges everything yeah and and that they just watch one episode through to the next so you, you don't have a Chance to think about like, well, that's stupid what Arya said, or that's dumb what yeah. Sansa said. Like, you know, and, and yeah. you know that's the whole thing with binging versus yeah. you know weekly viewing, right? But I, I'm wondering how it will play if yeah. if you just kind of watch it straight through.
0: Yeah. Well, I, but that's a that's the thing with that's the tricky thing with serial serialized TV. Yeah. That. You have it's a challenge because you're telling a whole season length story, and in, in this case, it's a multiple season length, but then you're telling a season length story with each episode being a chapter, but because it's television, each episode still has to stand on, stand on its own, yeah. And I think that's what people are having issues with is that at the end, yeah, some people are probably like. Like you said, there doomsday. it's doomsday. It's gonna suck, but I don't think it's gonna that's gonna happen because it's still a well-made show for the most part. There's some right. writing and plotting issues, but um, they still have great actors. They still have um, a, a lot of payoff to to do. Yeah, definitely. To get to yeah, but and they still I think have
1: they still have the, to have certain characters meet each other, like Cersei right. and you know basically her all her enemies right like i'm right. sure there's gonna be like lots of juicy dialogue and writing for that too right
0: yeah but i think that's i think that's why people are upset or disappointed because the the episodes themselves aren't as strong as people have become accustomed to
1: yeah absolutely yeah that's true Yeah. Hey, so can we talk about insecure real quick?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's go into it.
1: Uh so I fucking love that Are you show. Up? Yes. Are you all caught up
0: on? Or... Yes.
1: Okay. So that that show had been on my list for a while. I would I was curious about it, but just never got around to it. And then I saw um Hung post about it recently. And then uh mm-hmm. my buddy Alex that um I shouted out last week for the the Oat studios uh you know when i when he brought up Oat oh, Studios, right, right. yeah he right, had right. when i had seen him he had actually asked me he's like hey do you watch insecure and i was like no but i wasn't interested in it and then he was just like dude you know that's that's funny just well you should you yep. should watch it so then and then basically seeing uh hung post i was like you know what i do have time this week let me just get in it and then i I think i watched the first yeah. season in like a night Dude, it's what are funny,
0: you, dude. I love What that. have you liked about it? Yeah. What what, what are like the, the, the things you've like been liking the most?
1: I I kinda like I I love Issa Rae's just voice. hmm You know, the, the I I love the whole rapping into a mirror and just kind of like to she's her own hype man, but through the mirror. Yeah. Um and she uses like raps to do that. Um And, you know, I like, I kind of like the fact that it just feels really authentic. Um, Okay. Having, you know, lived in L.A., uh, Mm. you know, L.A. plays such a huge role um, and it's a character in this, in this, in the show, you know, not unlike New York would be for girls or you know any of those shows that have a very distinct um setting um but you know like in Issa and uh lawrence lawrence that's the boyfriend right yeah yeah Issa and lawrence's apartment that looks like a real la apartment like it's not yeah. shot in some soundstage or maybe if it is shot in a soundstage it did a good job of replicating what an LA apartment looks like and um yeah there's a, there's just there's just a feeling of authenticity about it um mm-hmm. and i like that um like her friend Molly her like her best friend Molly is kind of like has one foot in like the the non-black world like the white world because she's like a lawyer sure. Right. And it's interesting to kind of see See someone kind of toe that line
0: mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah Well they both have it Because then well, Issa's job Oh at that's the, true, yeah at you know, the. Know. But at it's the weird nonprofit.
1: because like Issa's the my. You know, it, it's weird like at her workplace Because You know Issa's like from that community <laughs> You know what right. I mean? And then, so she's right. still the minority in, in her own, in, in the, she's a minority in her workplace. That's right. supposed to
0: serve. Issa's yeah. says, peeps. Yeah. Um peeps, which by the way, I mean, not to cut you off, but being in a nonprofit world, is that all my, is career, that real? It, it's a caricature of it, but it's pretty spot on with, um you know, with the unconscious racism of, Gotcha. Some some nonprofit workers. Well, okay, so let me flip it on you. Yeah,
1: I've been talking a lot already, but what do you like what's what's yeah. your take on Insecure and like how do you feel about it?
0: I like it a lot too. Uh I always just thought it was funny, just period, right? And obviously the nonprofit thing gets me because I could I could definitely relate to to, to that. Again, it's a little bit you know it's it's done up a little bit because right. it is a comedy sure um and i like that i i feel like all you know you're talking about authenticity in la and stuff But I, I feel like all the characters are real yeah that everyone's making decisions that are whether they're good or bad or detrimental to themselves or their relationships yeah like you could, could definitely see at that age yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that why they're making those decisions and of course they're gonna pay for it if they're bad decisions but they they make sense yeah but I mean overall I just like it because it's funny and it's 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 real and uh, Issa's friends are really funny
1: <laughs> oh they're hilarious together. yeah for sure
0: there's a little bit of you know there's a lot of like little subtleties to um to some of like the side characters that are really really funny um like the blood in the <laughs> in the apartment
1: what do they call him thug thug yoda or no yeah yeah thug, thug yoda <laughs> you know in fact that'd be really interesting to um compare um Atlanta and insecure with regard to how like that setting or like how that city
0: how the city is a character in that show tangent but i really love that i love new york episode in season two of master of nine yeah i just watched that um yeah i liked it too i liked it too so at the end of season one were you team Issa or team lawrence
1: at the end of season one, Team Isa or Team Lawrence. Lawrence. I would say I think I was Team Lawrence. How come? Um because he got his shit together. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Like Yeah.
1: That's exa- his reaction to when she admits or she fesses up to, you know, boning Daniel. Yeah. Was legit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and into... Are, are you caught up?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally caught up. Okay.
1: You know. Yeah, and in the second season and his, like... And his... His kind of defense of why he doesn't want to see her. is like, that That feels legit. Mm-hmm. To me. Yeah. I don't know, who were you, which which team were you on?
0: I didn't even, you know, honestly, I wasn't I was thinking about it until afterwards because I was, Hung and I were both kind of like looking around the internet to find reviews and, you know, like, you, you know what you do with Game of Thrones. Right, right. And what I do for wrestling, we're looking for that for Insecure. And apparently there's a team, easter or Team Lawrence, especially at, after the end of season one. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I think I was, I don't think I was super strong in either direction, but I think I was definitely more Timorans. Um,
1: yeah, i, I I'm, I'm, because I'll, it, I'll probably retract yeah. mine and like say that that's probably the case because you know Issa had like legit beef too.
0: Yeah, because well, we don't where the story starts. So we don't see the two years of him just being a bum at home, right?
1: Although you can see it in how they, um, how his makeup, like his hair and makeup and his clothes, yeah. And I was funny. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because I was I had watched it um, first, and then Tess ended up following, and then catching, and then actually beating me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like uh, it was funny because I would pop in when she was watching, like the pilot in the first couple episodes, where he's like still unemployed or whatever, and then like his hair is all like grown out. He's got like a scraggly beard, and then he's uh, wearing baggy sweats and clothes and then yeah. you know by the end of episode one once he gets that job and into season two his like fate is like super nice and tight yeah. and clean yeah. um you know and that's yeah that's what should happen like yeah that's what happens in real life right like right someone's gets, gets their shit together and now they're all yeah. looking fly
0: yeah well and he was also after that point after after episode two of season one, once they decided to get back together or officially get back together, mm-hmm. it seemed like Lawrence was into it more than Issa was for most of that season until maybe like whatever episode it was before she boned Daniel. Right. 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 And then she got into it a little bit more once she
1: felt guilty. felt guilty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and in, in the, thing is like so
1: why would people be team Issa then uh, you know like considering all that I don't know because maybe, maybe, I take, read, maybe I
0: just read maybe I just she did them. take care of him for two years and him having well there's that and I think maybe like maybe at the end of season one he kind of hinted like he was gonna come back and reconcile it reconcile with her <laughs> um which I I kind of the way that they set it up I'm like oh he's not there or something something bad was gonna happen at the end of
1: oh that yeah episode yeah for Isa because yeah. like
0: you knew like the way that he went when he dropped his stuff on the floor when isa got home the stuff wasn't there anymore um I thought you know he wasn't expecting ISA to come home so maybe he was gonna bring some girl over, you know.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, but maybe that's why. But yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end she's the one who cheated on him. Right. Because even when um Tasha was being it's sasha right? Yeah. Tasha was being flirty with him. He was pretty, yeah, pretty he, solid yeah, in he terms was, of like
1: yeah. He was. He's like, yo, I got, I got a girlfriend or whatever, right?
0: yeah he wasn't flirting back or anything he was just being friendly but well, maybe people are mad at Lawrence for having for doing the rebound thing maybe I mean but like as friends they were on a break whatever <laughs> happens <laughs> right definitely
1: you know there was that, um, there was that one you know where she had her uh when she was when she came home and she thought that she was gonna tell him, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then she had that dream where like Lawrence hits her. Yeah, you know. I guess I'm kind of glad that it, it it ended up being a dream because that would have been like way too cliche, right? Um, right. But I also want to give. Um, I thought that when it actually did go down, I thought that was pretty well done.
0: Yeah, I knew it was gonna go down the way that she she was worrying it was going to be but yeah yeah i agree with you i think that's the that's the way to do that reaction without making it all like shaky cam and um exactly (laughs) like hyper you know i mean some obviously some people are going to get mad and some people are going to get physically mad but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like totally in shock and the last thing they want the first well the last thing they want to do is see that person in the front of their face but
1: right you know, um, I like kind of the the therapy plot line mm hmm um and then the for Molly. Uh, what's that for, Mo- for yeah, Molly. yeah i like i like yeah. the the Molly, and I think that you know I think that's probably seems pretty authentic, right just the like the the pride and feeling that you don't need therapy, oh wait mm-hmm. Right, I mean, I kind of feel that that's probably the um, for Asians and Asian Americans too.
0: There's a lot of stigma for to get counseling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for a lot of for a lot of people, but yeah, there's definitely like uh, underutilization of counseling or mental health services or therapy for most um, people of color.
1: Okay. Um I like that. I like that they included that. Um as as kind of like a a thematic thing and uh mm-hmm. I also thought the uh when Jared told Molly that he had like one gay encounter. Uh, uh-huh. That was pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah. When she was asking like, "Wait, so like when did you know? When did you know that
0: once was enough, like, <laughs> right, right.
1: When did you realize I, it wasn't for you? That was, that was fucking. Funny. That's
0: like, I am like, glad you brought that up because I think it, it's obviously a comedy, and there's a little bit of relationship drama, and they they handle all that stuff well. But they also, you know they they do touch on some other things. Yeah, it's I mean, still, that's, that's like still heavy stuff. yeah. But yeah. then they still like, you know, like the whole conversation isa's you know their friends were having about like you know um the hyper masculinity right yeah <laughs> expectations yeah. and all that stuff right and, um the fluidity of gender and then in one of the recent episodes isa was saying something and she's like oh that's kind of racist <laughs> <That's>... that <laughs> you know was, that was a hell of funny too um yeah but at least, uh, again like kind of going back to the realness of it like i'm glad that they do touch upon that and they don't they don't like leave a bad taste with certain things or you know like people are going to have different thoughts on it but at least they're going to address it yeah and Not have you know yeah 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 um did you catch the um did you do you know what's happening with the With the whole um, noise um, violation thing at the, at Issa's apartment?
1: Uh, I mean, I remember in, in what regard, like I remember she, she got that thing, but was that from her party?
0: Well, did you see that everyone in the apartment got it?
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know it was everyone, but I did see that, uh, more than one person did.
0: Yeah. Do you know why? No. It's um well my gut reaction to it was uh that they're setting up um the whole apartment complex to get uh kicked out for basically gentrification
1: mm, okay, I could see that,
0: yeah, and I was listening to something and they kind of cut that too, so that is. We don't know, but likely it will happen. Because then, like, why? Why did everyone get it when she's the only one that had the party? You know? Yeah, yeah. So that might, again, we we're talking about like with some, some real life themes, some heavier mm-hmm. themes. That might be um, coming up later in this episode, in this season.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Particularly in LA too, and mm-hmm. and those areas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this weekend pretty much was so it was SummerSlam weekend, so that meant there was a NXT, which is their their third brand, developmental brand. They had their once a quarter pay per view on Saturday night. And then mm-hmm. SummerSlam on Sunday and if I watched every match without fast forwarding, that would have been pretty much like eight hours, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then and then with big shows, you know, like you know, we know SummerSlam from when we were kids because yeah. there was WrestleMania, right, and SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble; those were the three, those were the four big ones when we were kids, right? Still is, still are for the most part. So that meant that the Raw episode on Monday, which is three hours long, was definitely going to be a big one. And then the SmackDown show on Tuesday was going to be a big one. So that pretty much covers eight plus five. That's 13 hours of wrestling in four days. Mm. And so I didn't watch all of it because I fell asleep watching Raw. So I just read the rest of the recap, fell asleep through some of SmackDown, read the recap i pass forward through some of the matches in SummerSlam. But um anyway, so I'm kind of in wrestling. I'm back in that whole full-on wrestling space because then, like I mentioned before, there's also those podcasts. Right. So there's a tons of podcasts preparing for it, like set up. It's a big thing. This year, SummerSlam was in um, basically all four shows from Saturday through Tuesday night. We're all at the Barclays in Brooklyn. Oh, so it was essentially set up like a, you know, like a big, uh, what is it? Those concert um, festivals?
1: Yeah. Like it was pretty like much like, like a, a wrestling festival? festival. Oh, dang. Yeah, a wrestling festival
0: for four night. So uh, that meant there was a lot of different, you know, a lot of the different podcast identities. That There's some that are in New York, some in LA that I listen to. Some used to be on a podcast together. They all did stuff together. So there's just an additional from last week to early this week there's an additional like five to six hours of podcasts. Damn dude. So I've been having a lot of fun with wrestling <laughs> <laughs> the, the Sweet. past few nights Sweet. as much as I could have. Because um, not every pay-per-view is going to be like I need to sit down but you know when it's a, when it's a big one you know that some good matches are going to happen and some big things are going to happen so. That's just what's been taking up my time over the past weekend. The other thing that I've been watching this week is Luke Cage. Have you watched any of it? I have not. No, Tess has. So, so each episode is a title of a gangster. Oh, at least season yes. one. Each episode is a title of a gangster song. Right. I heard about that. And That's like dope. D Nice is DJing every episode. The villain has a club, and then D-Nice D- is the DJ at that club.
1: Dope. I really haven't gotten into any... Uh, I think I've seen a few Daredevil episodes on season... Mm-hmm. I think season two. Yeah. So, so, I th- mean, they're not
0: bad, but... Sometimes I felt that they were a little boring.
1: That's like some of the Netflix shows. Like I think there's a criticism of Netflix shows in particular where they're just like maybe three episodes, like a lot of the seasons of the shows mm-hmm. that they're, of their originals that they're producing are mm-hmm. like three episodes too long. Yeah. Like everything, like it starts off great. And then, um, kind of like right around episode six or seven, they start to go and do this some like weird plot. Yeah. And then just kind of, uh, after that plot wraps up, then it kind of goes back to the main story and then, and then finishes and then, Right. there's that lull in the middle that uh some people have complained about that hey man just like cut it down to eight episodes and then mm. and then you're gold you can tell the story that you need
0: to and just keep people wanting more and yeah i wouldn't be mad at that yeah i'm cool with that too i think i think but the, all the marvel ones i think are 13 episodes
1: yeah that's that's a lot and i
0: think yeah i think 10 would probably be a good number for for series like that which essentially will be binged. Right, right? Right. Because then then they they're kind of in that weird state, the that weird place of like network, network television where there's some really good shows and they're going to have, you know, maybe 66% really really great shows and then the other 33% of filler. Yeah. At 22 episodes per season, but still at 13, it's still a lot of episodes to fill for for a serialized show yeah absolutely yeah i'm still gonna watch luke cage the rest of it yeah good enough stuff in it and mahershala ali isn't it from uh right moonlight he's really good actually him and this character um misty knight is a detective so she's investigating all like these deaths and crime and stuff and I feel like the stuff that they do with her has been some of the more interesting stuff. And Mahershala Ali is just really, really good. And he also plays, plays off a lot from, um, what's her name? Alfie. Who? Um, Alfie, Alfree, Alfree Woodard. Oh, oh, right. Alfrey Woodard. Yeah. She's really good too. So, I mean, there's a good cast. <laughs> That's up for me. What have you been, in, what, anything else you've been into?
1: Uh still into Rick and Morty um last episode was pretty good mm-hmm. there's a it's, um it's that show is pretty damn dark, man is definitely that- touches on uh a lot of pretty heavy family family issues hmm. um, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> the uh, I just watched the uh, pickle Rick episode mm-hmm. um that was amazing uh, ridiculous yeah. yeah it was yeah it was ridiculous uh and today at the library in kind of like the new release section, I picked up um a star Wars novel actually okay called Thron by timothy zahn like i'll be the first to admit that like um i was uh was it really in star wars like in high school mm-hmm. and then in in college when i was watching you know and i worked at the movie store and then the prequels came out and then i was just kind of like anti-star wars
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and then um you know kind of got hyped again when uh force awakens rogue one and then i started mm-hmm. like watching star wars rebels and you know not not i'm not trying to say like i'm like some star wars expert or whatever but there was a character that was introduced in star wars rebels that um a lot of the kind of expanded universe book mm-hmm. readers really yeah. liked yeah um called grand admiral thrawn mm-hmm. and uh he was pretty dope in the in the in the Star Wars Rebel show. So I picked up this book and apparently the this was like eagerly awaited by Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm I'm not sure how much you know, but like when Disney picked up the yeah. Star Wars properties, they like erased um, yeah they erased like the expanded universe universe, which was thrawn was a part of okay but i think this is like an origin story for thrawn Mm -hmm. and it's now canon okay like so this book is canon Mm -hmm. so like i i checked it out and i was like checking online i'm like hey do i need to read like the other thrawn books from the expanded universe before i get into this one And people were saying like, yeah, it'd be cool because it's really, those are, it's like a really cool character, but you probably don't need to. So I'm not going to. So I'm going to give it a try. It's my first Star Wars novel ever. So we'll see.
0: You know, I've never read any of the books too, but then I've read some of the comic books when they were still with Dark Horse. But it's cool to get, you know, to be raised that are within the world that don't necessarily just focus on. Right. The you know the main folks that we would see in the movies
1: exactly exactly
0: as much as we enjoy them and love them but there's a, a strong enough mythology that there's there's so much that extra stories i can tell i think it's as much as disney being a conglomerate owning all of our favorite things could be an issue at least they're putting out quality side stories oh you know so
1: you know your point about how Disney's been doing a good job with like the side stories and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's gotten me really excited to pick up the new star Wars battlefront game that's mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. out, which, yeah. you know, for it was like critically, critically panned the first one when it came out last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be like, a has a really cool story mode. Oh,
0: good. Um, they had no story mode at all in the No, nope,
1: not at all. Um, I mean, I it was definitely fun being able to just go in and play, you yeah. know. But uh, the story mode follows someone on the Empire side, like, right after the Death Star blows up in Return of the Jedi. I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Call of Duty games I'll, I'll usually play for, like, hardcore for, like, four months or five months or something. I wasn't that interested in, like, the story of some soldier. Yeah. You know. But the story mode for Star Wars is intriguing.
0: Alright,
1: All right. So what do you think? Should we get into dead moments? Yeah. Okay. So I've got a couple really quick. Okay. Okay. So uh, just tonight before... We went out to dinner in Burlingame and um it was me, Tess, and Ginny and we were coming back home and we went through a DUI checkpoint. And I haven't been mm-hmm. through a DUI checkpoint in a long time. But this yeah. was definitely the first time I went through with a family. And you know, obviously I wasn't worried. I didn't I thought about having a beer tonight but I didn't. So mm-hmm. there's no issues. But I was as as I was driving up and I was like, oh, I wonder what first impression I'm going to give off now that I've got, like, a wife in the back with a kid in the seat. And, Mm -hmm. like, am I going to be looked at differently? Yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of what came through my head. And that was, like, an interesting dad moment for me because I'm like, all right. The last time I've been through one of these was I wasn't a dad and I was by myself in the car. So. great. Right. Um, and
0: did you know. notice any difference? Um, maybe,
1: I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I wasn't even asked if I had anything to drink. Yeah. You know, don't they usually ask that at, yeah, at checkpoints?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the dude just said, Hey, How's it going? You have your driver's license? I pulled it out, he checked it. Did like his I guess he just verified that it was a legit license and it was like, Okay, have a good night. And then he handed me oh. like a pamphlet and then we okay. were off. So Okay. I don't know. If anyone out there has been Knowledge. gone through a DUI <laughs> checkpoint and then asked if they had something to drink, like let us I know. Think it's I- interesting.
0: I haven't been through one in like year, like I don't even know, probably over ten years.
1: Yeah, same. Like a but long, I long, for, long time.
0: I remember being asked how many drinks I've had. Yeah. Um. Well, did you so, did
1: ha, did you drink know. that night or no?
0: Um. So I don't if if remember. remember. I think yeah. I, I may have. Okay. Well, whatever. I think I. I think I said two. I, I, I'm just making things up now because I don't remember. <laughs> there you go. Because it was really that that long ago. It was like on Whipple.
1: There you go. Fake and memory. Lightward. Fake memories again.
0: Yeah. Fake news. Fake news.
1: Oh, and um, so the last, the second dead moment that I have, um, dude, Ginny read her own fortune from a fortune cookie the other day. Did she? Yes. Now, nice. you know. Ginny's been pretty good in terms of reading, right? Like, so she recognizes words, so she knows them. She can kind of, like, sound stuff out or whatever. And every now and again, you know, she'll maybe read a sentence or put a phrase together that, like, like we're in the car, and then she'll be like, Daddy, is that a hair salon? And I'm like, what? And I look to my (laughs) left, and then there's the sign that says hair salon, right? Like, I don't know how she knows that word. She must've seen it somewhere or maybe she just put it together. I don't know. But anyway, so we had fortune cookies from this take out Japanese or take out Chinese the other day. Uh-huh. And then she wanted the cookie. So I said, okay, cool. Just make sure you, you know, it's like, read what it says, you know, just for fun, just to see if yeah. she would. Yep. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I think I'm eating. is yeah. like washing dishes. And she's like, if you want people to like you, you have to love yourself first. <laughs> and then, like, Tess kind of was like, what? And then I kind of popped up. I was like, what? All right. And then I was like, let me see that. And like, picked it up. And then I was like, oh, damn. Good job. And yeah, man. So. That's yeah, I, I was I was pretty speechless and you know there's been you know more recently we're encouraging her like if she wants to read a book like okay well you try and read it to us and then so she's doing a pretty good job of that um, mm-hmm. you know she'll ask for the words that she doesn't know but she's getting pretty good and yeah i don't nice think I, can, I can't take any credit for that i don't think <laughs>
0: her um, daycares or her school is going well.
1: Uh, yeah, actually her session ended. So she went through like a little quote unquote graduation where she got like a diploma. That's actually what the next vlog is going to be about. Okay. Um, probably in the next, maybe early next week or something. Um, but yeah, it was just her last day of school. She's going to, she's going to start up again and, uh, in September, middle of September, um, so yeah, but yeah, she she enjoyed school.
0: Nice. It's happening real fast, dude.
1: Before you know <laughs> it, yep. What about you? Uh,
0: for me, mostly it's just the this approach the the one year mark yeah uh and just i've been trying to ask around on facebook but obviously a lot of people either don't get my post or whatever but just curious how other people felt approaching the one year mark you know it's just it's it's one year in a long in a whole lifetime and at some point that one year is not going to be significant to anything but because it's it's a it's a solid landmark of being a parent um just i haven't been reflecting it too much other than realizing that it's happening really fast <laughs> it's happening really fast and also there's it's, it's been also been a really long year <laughs> um yeah that's true that's true yeah, and not in a bad way. It's just, you know, there's. I don't think I've had to learn this much since I was a kid, right? Um, I haven't had to make as many new decisions in a really long time. Yeah. Um, or s- process information, you know, very important information. Um, but, you know, like I've, I've always said, Malcolm's. Relatively taking it easy on Hung and I for being first-time parents. Um, well, I mean, you I, guys have of had some, been doing.
1: You guys have had some like uh allergy issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah. maybe like letting you sleep is is one thing, but yeah, you know, you've you've definitely had to you know think on your feet when there was a, like a allergic reaction, and yeah, that's you know, that's. He's not taking it too easy on you guys. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, it's I don't think any baby is ever going to take it easy on their par- their parents, especially the 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 first. But yeah, yeah. you know, and we, we yeah, we did have to handle a few emergency room visits, um decisions on when to take him in or not. Right. Other things like that. Um you know, which is par for the course, but for the most part, I mean, yeah, all of it's obviously learning stuff and coming to this one year, realize how much you learn about an individual as much as they are developing themselves. You start kind of knowing who they are and what they do. So whether it's them being sick, we know now how to assess if it's, Shoot, let's just we need to go run to the ER. Oh not run, but we need to go to the ER right now or yeah, let's wait it out. We've we've made some of those decisions because we've learned his body and his reactions and who he is, you know what I mean? Right, right. Uh he can you know, we were talking about how he can he's not walking but he can crawl pretty quickly. Yeah. At least for the past few weeks, his moving around the apartment has been relatively predictable. So before, there's a point where, like, yeah, I'm not going to keep him out of my sight for, like, two seconds. Because I don't know if he's all of a sudden going to end up in, like, some kind of wires. (laughs) Right. 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 But now it's, like, if he's focused on something or he's a certain place, I can go wash my hands right yeah yeah yeah. and kind of just hear from him and then kind of or i I could sit down he's crawling around and i can kind of sit there and know that he's not going to immediately go to some place where he shouldn't be or it could be dangerous or unhealthy like some of our windows i don't know so there might be gunk on it so those are some learning moments or just like getting getting used to him and i'm sure it's going to change in the next week or two because it happens um but the one thing i've been trying to balance out is uh because i'm the one who usually puts him to sleep at night yeah and while he has been sleeping throughout the night we've been wanting him to at least go to bed not completely like passed out so he can so put himself um Put himself to bed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and he does that at night. Like he wakes up. He'll cry for maybe five to ten, fifteen minutes and hope go back to sleep. He'll do that sometimes in the morning. So it's not so much like he's used to it now, so it's not that big of a deal, but I still want to be conscious of that. But I've also taken some moments like the past couple weeks to um just rock him for a little bit longer. Um even though I, I I'm pretty sure I don't have to I could have instead of going like two full songs I could have probably done one half song and he would have been fine going to sleep right yeah but it's also kind of from a selfish point it's like he's not going to be doing this for them I mean it's yes I'm going putting him to sleep for a while but
1: that's exactly what I was going to say
0: yeah he's not going to be doing this he's not going to be responding the same way or like yesterday came home And he crawled, I mean, he comes to me when I come home, but he crawled right to me. And you could tell he was tired because he just was, um, the first thing he wanted to do was just kind of like leaning into my chest. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he, he knows that I, when he wants to go to sleep at that time of the day, he is going to come to me. Mm. So I'm getting some cues from him too, you know? Yeah even like the other day he crawled over into the hallway and kind of looked into the bedroom i'm like are you trying to tell me you want to go to sleep already <laughs> <laughs> so i picked him up and started like rocking him and then he went to sleep re- relatively soon after
1: huh because well, he star- yeah, he's, he's starting
0: i think he's starting those behaviors but yeah i was holding him and then hung's been doing a little bit of that too because we're both like yeah this 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 short period of his life is gonna go by so fast that um these moments where i'm rocking him and that's all he wants from me or that's all he wants from the world is not gonna (laughs) it's not gonna be the same even in like a few months you know that's true man it'll 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 be a different kind of process but not like this you know i've been trying to cherish it a little bit more
1: No, and you should, you know, because that's what kind of like what, you know, what uh, Tess and I would talk about sometimes where it's like, you know, sometimes you think, oh, man, I wish I could just like put you down and you can, you know, rock yourself to sleep. But then, you know, you're holding him or you're holding like whether it's Ellis or Ginny. And then I remember it's just like they look so peaceful Mm -hmm. just in your arms or just on your chest or just like hugging you or whatever. And it's like, you know, yeah. they're only going to be this size for a certain amount of time. Right. And, you know, you already know how fast life can go. And then before you know it, yeah. they're going to be 18 and not want to even be close to you anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool that, your baby can put themselves down, but like, there's also there's also value in knowing that you're good for something, mm-hmm. <laughs> like being, yeah. like being able to put them to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so now that it's like you're approaching your one year of like daddyhood, mm-hmm. is there maybe one particular? moment that you're kind of most proud of being a
0: dad hmm I think I don't I don't know if it's one moment it's a good question I, I should reflect on that because I probably do have some moments but I think overall I am glad that um we've for the most part we as a team and also me individually have been able to approach it in in a way that hasn't changed who i am okay in a in a bad way you know what i mean like i'm pretty chill i was pretty chill before being a dad right um I can kind of, I think I've been conditioned to handle like stressful situations in a relatively like chill situation. Cause it's, you know, I've had a job before where I had to do CPS calls all the time, not all the time, but right. pretty frequently yeah. and do suicide assessments and kind of have to handle that from a very calm, calm place. Sure. So stuff like that doesn't, wouldn't phase me in a sense. Um and so I'm glad that throughout this year, like you said, like through the allergies or other things that um I was able to keep a level head and not become a different kind of like worrier or stressor um that I'm sure I could have been or other people could have you know what I mean mm-hmm like changing like demeanor and i'm not judging that people do that that's if that's what people need to do that's fine but for me like i'm glad that i didn't have to um i didn't like flip a switch and become someone else because i'm quote unquote a dad now you know what i mean yeah yeah Although you know, obviously, there was times when I was stressed out and I got frustrated with Malcolm when he had he didn't deserve it because he's a baby, <laughs> 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 a two-week-old baby or a two-month-old baby. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I wasn't, you know, like,
1: yeah, man, definitely okay. re- definitely reflect on that first year. I mean, it's I know it gets it goes by super fast and. and you know you're going in basically uncharted waters every every single day now moving forward but you know yeah being a dad for a year is like it's a big deal man you know <laughs> like you, you made it this far and you know you continue to continue to do it so you know yeah you know maybe in between um during the uh ad breaks for your wrestling podcast you know <laughs> give it some thought think on it
0: yeah yep I definitely will.
1: Thanks again for listening to the Papa Culture Podcast. Um, just a quick reminder, check out the vlog on our YouTube channel. It's uh, at, feel free to add us YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and it's at Papa Culture Pod. you haven't already please subscribe and um if you would be so kind as to leave a short view um, just to let us know what you think of the pod we've gotten some pretty cool feedback and some pretty cool engagement on our facebook page their posts and things like that so you know that's definitely good to hear from folks and um you know we appreciate it it's episode 10 um it's pretty crazy that's i mean i know it's only 10 it sounds like it's like a thousand thousand episodes or 100 episodes or whatever but um it's still 10 10. um it's a nice round number and you know like what you were saying earlier was true that there are some people who do podcasts where like their full run is like eight because maybe they got bored or they're not into it anymore but um yeah like John and I really enjoy doing this I feel like there's so many things To talk about every time Which is why we talk and record for 2 hours and 37 Minutes and 10 seconds Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but there's just so much content To consume, so much pop culture So much entertainment So many new dad moments
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But yeah, so thank you for kind of being a part of this journey with us uh we really enjoy talking about it we enjoy talking with each other um we'll see we'll be seeing each other maybe we'll do like a um quick insta story or something when we can get uh the kids together yeah in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. um so yeah once again thank you for listening thank you thank you thank you on behalf of uh john um this is anton and we are signing out until next time